Episode 42 of Keep the Kayfabe. I'm Mike, sitting here with my boys, ready to talk some wrestling. We celebrated Memorial Weekend this past week, and the barbecues weren't the only thing smoking. AEW had a smoking hot pay-per-view show this past Sunday. We are going to follow up on the card, break down each match, go over the results, and uh, see who was correct as far as the predictions went from last week. And we will crown a new champion on Keep the Kayfabe, or as I would like to call, King Booker. But before we get to all that, let's introduce the boys real quick. Over in Glendale, somebody who keeps it regal, Steve Grobschmidt. How are you, Grabby? What a rush. (laughs) Shout out to Hawk. One of the best. Honestly, Hawk actually crossed my mind. Uh, this last watching Double or Nothing, and I'll tell you which match um, I wish Hawk would go up against one of, one of the wrestlers in AEW right now. So we'll get to that a little later. All right, let's cruise down the Bayview real quick. Talk to someone who's freshly squeezed, Matt Michelson. How are you, Matt? Oh, way, oh, way, oh, way, oh, way, oh, oh, it's oh yes. <laughs> get your hands going, <laughs> dude. Jungle Boy. I thought I love that song, Tarzan Boy. I forget who it's by, actually. But um, Baltimore. I mean, to- Tony Khan getting these pop songs is probably the most brilliant thing, too, because everybody loves a good sing along. I mean, they're doing it now with um, Orange Cassidy and the Best Friends with the Pixies song, Where Is My Mind? I mean, it gets me kind of hyped. If I was a wrestler, I'd want to come out to Mr. Brightside, that killer song that's so hot right now. Yes. That would get the people going. I'd want to come out to Sandman song. Oh, yeah. Sandman. Oh, that would be dope. One yeah. of the best citruses in wrestling, in my opinion. Yep. Bring it on. <laughs> yep. All right. Let's stay in Bayview real quick. And speaking of hyped, oh my God! It's Charlie <laughs> Michael. It's time! It's Vader time! <laughs> oh, yeah. We had Vader on the call with us there for a second. <laughs> From beyond. It was just perfect, perfect intro just like it yeah charlie's actually you're wearing the mask too right now i I can't believe you got one of vader's masks it's oh my god i wish this i wish we had video kind of like the promo of the week the (laughs) stuff that people could really see you know see our reactions to it oh we had a whole show to get to don't get me excited about the promo of the week (laughs) yes i'll get distracted yep yeah, we do have to get to a lot this week. Uh, it was AEW's great pay-per-view, Double or Nothing, that took place this past Sunday. It took place in Jacksonville at Daly's Place, and it might as when been might as blah, excuse me. It might as been called. <laughs> fuck me. All right. It might as well been called. Keep it in there. I like it. It might as might as well been called. It might Here as again. well been called happy place because it was jam-packed with happy fans 
back in the building, ready to watch some incredible wrestling. This was one of the most fun pay-per-views I've seen in a while. And um, yeah, if you didn't catch last week, the boys and I broke down um, each match, given our picks. And what we're going to do is we're going to reveal them tonight, uh, the winner, and see who is King Booker. So let's get to the card. Uh, it started off probably with one of the best matches of the night. Uh, they couldn't have picked a better match to start it off. It was between Brian Cage and Hangman Page. Um, all of us picked Brian Cage, except for Charlie. He picked Adam Page to win this, oh, and he easy. was correct. So, yeah, <laughs> Charlie came out um, with a great head start on one of us right away. What would you think of that match, Charlie? What do you got to say about it? Uh, it was a good match. I mean, um, I don't know if it was, like you said, match of the night. It was, it was a good opener. They had a good point. Um, I listened to Busted Open today. It probably would have been better, a bigger pop in the beginning if they had had Paige come out first instead of mm -hmm. Cage. The music would, and the crowd would have popped hotter. But he still got a good pop, but it's like one of those little booking things they could have improved on. But it was, it was good. I liked how they uh, ended it. You know, with uh, with mm -hmm. those guys coming in the ring and fucking uh, messing up for him. So hopefully Cage can split off and um, become a face. You know, and then right. probably do the job for Kenny or somebody, or B, or or you know, it's a good, it's a he could go against Miro, so yeah. you know, so That'd it's be amazing. A lot of good options. They need some, they need some good faces to uh, face those guys. So I think it, yeah. I think it's a good split to get them out of there now and get them, get them, get them going. Yeah, Cage. Uh, I I liked him coming out first. He kind of looked like he stepped off the set of Spartacus. Yeah, yeah, came yeah, out yeah, in like yeah, this, yeah. This yeah. half half terminator half gladiator outfit which i really liked he looked jacked as fuck yep. um and yeah when that music hit for adam page and everybody held up the guns yeah I, mean, I was like yes wrestling is back and alive and well what'd you think of this one matt yeah um i don't i agree with charlie i don't know that if i'd call it the match of the night by any means but as far as a way to kick off a pay-per-view especially the first pay-per-view back with fans in a long time um, this was awesome. I actually, it was a really nice day here on Monday in Milwaukee. Um, and I didn't watch the pay-per-view the night of, I ended up watching it later on. Um, but like I said, it was a nice day. So I ended up sitting outside, just kind of chilling, catching some sun and, uh, pulled it up on my phone. Becky and I are sitting there and I've got my headphones in just kind of watching, you know, the opening match and no joke. I like started to tear up just watching the beginning of this first match because I forgot how awesome pay-per-views are, especially any wrestling yeah. crowd. It's such a night and day difference. And I knew it when the pandemic first started and we saw WWE do shows in the performance center with nobody in attendance. I remember realizing how weird it was. And over time, you just kind of get used to it. But now that we're seeing shows with fans back, I can't even imagine. I, I can't remember what it was like before. Um, it felt like watching wrestling for the first time again. It was amazing. So that was really cool. As far as the match itself goes, I actually thought it started out kind of slow, but just like a lot of Adam Page's matches, it built on itself really well. You get to the spot where he does that moonsault off the top rope to the outside, whole crowd pops. I start coming up off my seat to watching it. I was into it. This was the perfect match to open the show. Loved it. Yep. I think that's why I maybe got a little... Uh, over exaggerated. I got caught up with the fan feeling saying it was the match tonight. You mentioned that moonsault. It was perfect. I thought Brian Page propped up Adam, pa uh, excuse me, Brian Cage 
propped up Adam Page perfectly, and um, he wrestled a great match. But Steve, what's your take on this one? Oh, I, there's not much I can top what you guys said. I think, yeah, the the moment, like, yeah, whatever it lacked in terms of quote unquote star rating, <laughs> I think made up for it to your point, Mike. That just the like this being your like a first full crowd match back, and the crowd was so into it. Yeah, it was just hyped. it was just yeah, it got me super excited. And I think yeah, both guys are uber dependable. Uh, I liked what they're doing completely with uh cage it's been this slow build on him kind of having discontent with um um taz's team and i think yeah we're probably gonna see that blow up pretty soon now because he you know he was pushing him when he left and all that and um it's uh i don't know yeah it's it was such a fun moment and uh you know now adam page is kind of back on like the track to whatever they're going to do with him next uh maybe they're building him to kenny omega i don't know i mean that could be the guy who dethrones him but um yeah you, you checked all the boxes for what you want for a good opening match um i also find it interesting that they're not really i mean they've, they're acknowledging that um ricky starks is injured but they keep putting him out there. And it's like, you know, I remember like, you know, he was getting into it. And I said, I think my wife was in the room and I'm like, he's not going to touch him. He's got a bad neck. And, uh, and then he kept, you know, he was like pointing at his neck, but uh, it's, it's cool that they're using the guy, even though he can't wrestle because as opposed to him just disappearing for months, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We mentioned it still it on talk. Patch. Yeah. We mentioned it on past shows about Ricky Starks. Even when he isn't speaking, he has great facial expression, mm-hmm. great presence, He's still valuable even without him being in action. Totally. Great takes, boys. I'm totally on board with you there. I love this match. And um, even Taz on the mic uh, joining J.R. Shivani and Excalibur. I mean, he was emotional. I love it when Taz gets fired up. You know, he swears so good. Oh, I, I think, <laughs> bitch. Yeah, like, when, the, his, his, when, he, when he exclaimed whatever he did, damn it, or son yeah. of a bitch, I forget damn what it. he said. When the match damn ended, I was just <laughs> popping. Like, he gets so into it. It's just infectious. He's he's an outstanding uh, commentator. Totally. And uh, one other thing, I, I know we talked about this a little bit last week when we were doing our prediction show, and I had made the comment that, Adam Page and Christian Cage, not Christian Cage. Which cage is this? Brian Cage. There's too many, yeah. I know. It's so and hard right now. Sorry. <laughs> it is. They had recently gone head to head on Dynamite, and that's sort of what sparked this match. And I think I made the comment last week that it, it was kind of strange to me that they were booking it this way because this feels very WWE, where they would do a 50 50 booking format. But I think the way the match ended with the other members of Team Taz coming into the ring and having a little bit of additional dissension in that group really helped build on the storyline of that faction maybe dissolving, or at the very least, Brian Cage yeah, breaking Cage off. Yeah, Cage is getting on a bit, yep. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, despite the 50-50 booking, I think they used it well, and it's doing nothing but adding into the storyline. So hats off to AEW for that. And for I me, wonder if and for, keep and for me knowing... Yes, very good, Charlie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, sorry, Charlie. Yes, and for Charlie for calling it. Yeah. Even though I missed a couple couple on the show, but, but and who knows? Let's, let's carry on. Who's going to keep that FTW belt, too? It's so important. It's uh, so yeah. sought after. But, yeah, we don't have to get into any more of that. Let's keep it moving. Let's go to the next the card, match, the man. Young Bucks versus Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. Um, all of us, 
except for Steve, picked the Young Bucks to retain the titles. <laughs> Steve, I mean, hey, it was first a bad time, pick. First time watching wrestling, huh, Steve? <laughs> I, uh, hey, he was, John Moxley is hot. And actually, Eddie Kingston wrestled a very good match. Way better than I thought he would. John Moxley is a nutbag. And you know what? It was, it, if, if entertainment uh, counted for a win in the W column. Steve would have gotten this W. I thought I thought the team of Eddie Kingston and Moxley did awesome. Uh, the Bucks were victorious, retained their titles. Um, did did Brian Gage come out to this? Do I remember correctly? Who came out? No, it was um, it was um, other half of uh, was the other half of um, Kazarian. Zaria, Frankie, yeah, I was trying to think of a tag team name. Zaria, yeah, because oh, really? he's good. Yeah. yeah, I like what they're doing with him. He's pissed that his team got broken up. Yeah, that so would be cool to see where he goes. I was watching this on my phone, uh, driving home from Pittsburgh. So Damn. I had the sound off um, while my wife was driving. So I, I snuck in some wrestling while I uh, wasn't driving 10 hours home on Memorial Day weekend from the East Damn. Coast. So yeah, I was curious who that was, but yeah, this was a pretty good match. Um, any of you guys have anything to say about it? Yeah, I mean, I think it was the hottest match of the show, in my opinion. I agree. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say the same thing. Like the the entrance for Moxley it was great. God, that was so good. And that was great. I, loved, I love how Moxley's coming out now to Wild Thing instead yeah. of his usual music. Like the you know you hear the music come on you're thinking oh okay they're doing this again and then you see those two guys behind the curtain and the moment they bust through the curtain and the music hits crowd all at the same time yeah immediately like oh yeah let's go this is and then yeah moxie was just fired up once that happened dude he was out of his mind and then they come in of course through the crowd because that's what he always does yeah He's just getting everybody fired up. I mean, they were in the ring and they the crowd was so hot. And then the young yeah. ones come out and they just get quiet. Dude, that was, I, th- I thought that was great that they jumped them too. I thought that was great to do their pose. They just they just jump yeah. them right right away. I thought that was yeah. hilarious. Dude. Oh yeah, they are the biggest heels in all oh, they're wrestling. Doing, they're doing and great. Honestly, I love them and they're doing great work. Too. Honestly, jokes aside, I think you know i should have known better than to pick them to lose but yeah. i think they get me so much that like like that i hate them so much in story that yeah. it just was like wishful thinking that they were going to lose because they're yeah. such good heels that it just they, they get me and i usually yeah. like the heels like, yeah i mean i figure they're, they're gonna hold that thing for at least a year probably i don't know who they're gonna they, be i don't know who yeah they don't them. yeah yeah exactly it might from what i heard what i see i bet uh, Moxley might take a break now with this kid coming. Mm-hmm. You know, he took the he took the four BTE triggers or whatever. So maybe he'll be written off for a while, and they him and Kingston come back at some point because they're they're definitely tag they're, they're they're definitely tag champs. You know, quality Material, yeah. yeah, exactly. Kingston was over huge. I love how um, Moxley did an ode to the Sandman with slamming the beer and bashing just the can about to on his say head. That. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome, dude. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. felt the yeah. same way. Felt the intensity. Lots of good false finishes. Very physical. Like I said earlier, Eddie, I thought, did, you know, went above and beyond um, what he usually does. Yeah. So this was a great him. match to keep the momentum going with the I fans. Like, I like Nick Jackson's beard and hair dye. Yeah. Yeah, he's got, <laughs> like, some sun in his hair now. Yeah, he dyed it. I think he's doing it as a as a – 
you know, a heel kind of, a heel kind of move sort of thing. Yeah. So that's hilarious. That's like, that's like two. I don't know if you guys watch much of the um, the road to Double or Nothing. Like when they were doing, oh, dude, it's worth the watching of just their promos. And he, you know, he's got that nose ring in. Nick uh-huh. is, and he's like, yeah, they're talking about us. We haven't changed much. And then, you know, Matt goes, well, we did kind of change. You get a nose ring now. Yeah, but besides that, we haven't changed much, you know. <laughs> it's just fucking great heel, cocky comedy, dude. It's it's hilarious, dude. It's just good shit. Good he shit. sounds a lot like the Rockers from, like, the late 80s, early 90s. Oh, I yeah. vibe a lot now from the Young Bucks. I mean, I feel oh, like he always kind of ripped off yep. Shawn Michaels to some oh, extent, totally. but now more than ever. Oh, yeah, um, Totally. Totally. Steve, the other thing you mentioned um, is you're starting to fall into that area where you detest the young bucks, but you can't tell if it's a work or for real, why you let hate them. I honestly, I think part of it is you got Don Callis out there, you know, oh, like so oh, yeah. out there, you know, spitting game and just making you pissed off. I, I can relate. Yeah. As we've all said, yourself included, Matt, Don Callis is the greatest manager of all time. <laughs> I did not say that, hmm. and I do not concur with that assessment. And Charlie's favorite tag team is MSK. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. If there's they some kill, truth, they, they're lucky that they're not. They're lucky that the Bucks are lucky that they're not over at AAW. They they shower them out, dude. They, oh man, MSK is ten yeah. times the tag team, bro. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Let's keep it moving to the Casino Battle Royale. Um, I, I was kicking myself because I wanted to pick jungle boy to be the champion, but you guys sold me on Christian. We all pick Christian, uh, to be the champion of the casino battle Royale, but they gave it to Jack Perry, young jungle boy. He's kind of bulking up, which is awesome. He's looking great. I mean, he's kind of always been hanging around like in the big Mm -hmm. matches coming up big. I mean, we saw it last uh, pay-per-view in the other battle Royal that he was in. I think he was like the last three or four uh, people in the ring. And I was like, you know, he's got an outside chance, but you guys really sold me on Christian. It made sense. Christian was second to last, wasn't he? Yeah. um, yeah. I'm glad they put, I'm glad he did because. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they booked it, not us, because the crowd would have fucking just went nuts yeah. if Jungle Boy, if Jungle Boy wouldn't won it. I'm so glad they know what they're doing because right. that would have been that might have been a little bit of a letdown. Christian would have got booed. It would have yep. it might have changed the whole tone of the show, but I'm so glad they, they put him over, even though he's gonna lose, but so glad they had him win the battle royale. Well, because in a couple years he will be in the title picture. I, I suspect. Oh yeah. He's yeah. so good already. Yep. I totally agree. I was really sold on the fact that Christian would have won this because I mean, he's definitely in the later years of his career. So I think he's at a point where if he's going to have a title match with Kenny Omega, now's the time to do it. Yeah. But at the same time, I love, I love that. That's the idea I have in my head, everything, all the undertones of this match kind of reinforce that like oh yeah it's going to be christian yeah yeah to the final three and it was really cool to me that they had that face off between christian and matt hardy yeah yeah yeah, exactly they were talking about doing the ladder and their ladder match shit and you know and (laughs) and i think probably my favorite this match actually turned out to be really good um and really enjoyable especially in the end format we got to mention the joker leo rush oh yeah yeah. about 
dude. That was a good night surprise. So he was amazing in NXT, but that guy's on a whole nother level when the leash is off and he, oh, yeah. he wants. I mean, he was doing his yeah. whole sequence of moves. I've never seen anything like that. Dude. It was incredible. If you want to see some shit, watch his Ring of Honor stuff. That's where I first saw him. Mm-hmm. He he's insane, dude. He's nice. so fucking quick, dude. And he can yeah. just he's just he's well, I think he's just short, but he's just but he's perfect for AEW. I don't look what I heard. I don't know if he signed it, if it was just a one-off kind of deal. I don't so know. I, heard he, I heard he wasn't signed, but who knows? Yeah, I heard it was a one-off deal as well. I I would love to see him do more matches. The one that I just thought of when you mentioned his speed, Charlie, is Leo Rush versus Darby Allen. Would oh be my god! Be, oh. oh my god! What a match! Yeah, that would, that that would be match of the year right there. Good call, man. Yeah. I was Damn. actually going to say that too. Like, imagine Darby Allen versus Leo Rush in a parkour backlot brawl. Like, it'd be no, like parkour. It, show. No, keep it in the ring, dude. I want to see him do their. <laughs> Keep it in the ring. I want to see him do all their shit in a ring just quick as shit, dude. Keep it in the ring, dude. Yeah, that'd be crazy. So here, here's here, here. How about this fatal four-way? Those two, Will Osprey and Ricochet. Oh my god. <laughs> I'd quit man. watching wrestling after that. I'd be like, and it'll never top this. I it would blow my mind, dude. I would never I would, really yeah, I, w- I would stay hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have my triple H. <laughs> I mean, you think you would took mushrooms or something watching oh that match? They'd yeah, be bouncing I, around. My head would never be right again, dude. I had a buddy who. One other thing, I some shrooms and one other thing I do right. quickly Sorry. want to interject about the Casino Battle Royale. Um, so yeah, Jungle Boy won. Um, what really caught me by surprise is, I mean, I think we all knew that Jungle Boy was over to some degree, oh, but yeah. it's Not been a while power. since there's been fans. Live crowd, and yeah. He is over. Yeah. 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 way over it gets me hyped for um uh the live shows that we're gonna be seeing soon so yeah totally. oh yeah yep and honestly i i've i've always wanted to see jungle boy like come in on like a like tarzan swing into the ring because i really hate his entrance with jurassic express when he's on uh what's his name luchasaurus's shoulders who is like an afterthought now Mm-hmm. Now, I, well, how long are you going to do it? It doesn't have, it doesn't age well, for sure. I mean, the yeah. older those guys get, the harder it gets. Uh, and it, he's he's going to be doing all that swinging, dude. Owen Hart. He's then going to be doing all that swinging, dude. Hey, we, we <laughs> saw, <laughs> we saw, what's his name? Jericho do it in the stadium stampede. Yeah, match. a one-time, a one-time thing, but you're talking like swinging They're just in. Testing it out. They're testing it out. Yeah, Imagine no. if it was every time. Big pops. Yeah. No, dude. They're not going to do that, dude. They'll do it like one-off special occasions. They'll do it like he's going to win a title match or something like that, but they're not going to be doing that every week, dude, because ask Kobe about flying and fucking... uh, Ask who? Kobe? Kobe? (laughs) Yeah, about about helicopters. Yeah, they're safe. They never go down. Okay. Shit happens. (laughs) You keep doing it. it. You keep doing it over. He did it a lot. I mean, that's off topic, but you keep writing those fucking things over and over. Something's going to go wrong. Luckily, Sting survived that in his career because he did that every week for a long yeah. time. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. His nuts were probably in his throat, and I'm not talking about when it was the slow jerk <laughs> upwards when he got to the ground. <laughs> 
All right. Speaking of nuts and throats, that's part of what you guys were thinking (laughs) when uh, you saw you when you saw the um, Memorial Day tribute of the troops uh, right before the Cody and Gogo match. You guys were probably like, what's his name Uh, in Christmas story? Ralphie, you were probably like, oh, fuck. Why did I pick Anthony Agogo? Your boy Mike was right. I mean, I said Cody was going to come out looking like Apollo Creed in Rocky IV. And yes, he did. He made Apollo Creed look like a nihilist with the gear that uh, Cody had on. That thing should be in a patriotic museum. That was some of the most beautiful gear I've ever seen in my entire life. In fairness, uh, Apollo Creed died in that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Good note. Hey, and he was going up against a boxer, though. That's what I'm saying. True. That's true. Yeah, the thing I didn't realize when I made that pick was that I didn't think about it. I didn't really know that um I didn't know Ogogo only had like three matches. That was his third match. So oh, it's gonna be hard to put him over. And I should have known that Cody was gonna put himself over, but he should have still put the guy over. But still, I, mean, I still don't yeah, I, yeah, he should have still like put the, the guy over. Yeah, but I should have I should have thought about that. It's like he can, and Ogogo can take the L and come back and get it back from him at some point. But I didn't realize the, that he'd only had like two other matches besides that. Well, what, what I thought he was working on dark or something. What can what had me half convinced as the match went on is it was like, wait, isn't you know he's gonna his wife's gonna have a baby soon? Maybe he's yeah, gonna take exactly. some time off. Yeah. And I thought, you know, what better way he just goes out and injury. Writes himself off, yeah. But uh, no, that didn't happen either. He's got to be Triple H. Oh, yeah. Well, as as you can probably um, hear, folks, the boys all picked Anthony Agogo. Only me, Mike Bate, picked Cody to win this match because he just changed his nickname to the American Dream on Memorial Day. Plus, like I said, he has an American Nightmare tattoo on his neck. And like Steve alluded to with another upcoming match, Sting and Darby Allen, they didn't get Sting to take, um, you know, losses. Cody Rhodes did not start AEW to take losses in big matches. And I'm not even sure if uh, Anthony Agogo is British because his teeth are way too good. Guy looks <laughs> great. Um, look it was a... Yeah, it was a pretty good match. I think it was it was it was pretty short. They got all their shit in. I mean, obviously Cody made him look really good. I mean, he I did. do like that that body punch. That's his finisher. I think it's good. It can come out of nowhere, and that's what they say. Always makes a great finisher if you can execute it anytime, and it's easy to sell. I enjoyed this match. It did the job. Yeah, what do you I think, agree. Matt? Yeah, I I agree. It was a good match. I honestly couldn't tell you any particular spots from it, so. I don't think as a whole, like there, there was nothing, there was no real crescendo to it. Now, to be fair, kind of like you guys said, this is Anthony Gogo's third match. So you can only expect so much, especially coming from a boxing background, but man, his speed and athleticism, you could totally tell he's going to be somebody in this match and that he already is somebody based on all the accolades they gave him when they introduced him. Um, Mike, yeah, you were spot on the American flag, the American dream, the American nightmare Memorial day weekend foolish of us to think that maybe Anthony yeah. Agogo could have won this match. So yeah. It's foolish for us to think that Cody would put somebody over some new guys over 
you know. Yeah. It was right? so foolish for us. For us. I saw a good mem. I saw a good mem, and it was when Jericho was doing the list in WWE. He had a big list of paper, like going all the way to the ground, and like a, yeah, a yeah, scrolls. And it said the list of people, list of new people that Cody buried has buried. <laughs> <laughs> and that it's is so true. Yeah, for sure. But you know, it's his company. He can do what he wants. I guess so. Not really. It's um Tony Khan's company. <laughs> Thanks for burying me there, Charlie. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I think like they said, I forget. Uh, didn't um, did Jr. say something about that on the pay per view when yeah. Caliber corrected him on something? Thanks for. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for, for calling me out on the air. Yeah. 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 And real you, could, quick, you could pick up a little edge in that. Like he was oh, yeah, serious. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Well, since you guys brought this up, that is one thing I do want to mention just as a whole with this pay-per-view. JR mm. felt really off to me. And they kept working over each other a lot. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I agree. I'm glad you brought it up as well because I think JR has done and seen it all for so yeah. long. He gets into his podcast, like what we're doing, commenting yeah. on the matches. You see him more just kind of like, wow, this is just so fun. And the match yeah. made sense. It did the job. Like, you know, like they need to get a guy. Like, it would have been such a better show if they got someone in there like Mauro Ranallo to just they, keep it in the moment. Excalibur always keeps him in the moment. Oh, Excalibur's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was Shabani, on fire today. Shivani and JR, they kind of drift into reminiscent yeah, memory lane shit. Like, oh, this takes me back to when wrestling was wrestling and great, you know? Yeah, I think JR could fade off into the background, get somebody new, fresh, mm-hmm. you know, that the kids like. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I understand keeping around, but. Right. Time is, he was good for the first year. Time's passed him by. So it's time to, to move yeah, on. Yeah, and I think, in my opinion, sometimes it's, I tried to describe this many episodes ago but it's the same yeah and i what mike said about him like like the same persona that's in his po- uh, podcast where sometimes he just gets like he just kind of acts a little too cool for school and he'll oh, just, like oh yeah he'll make he like flipping yep. comment like it's supposed to be a like he he will make some witty comment that winds up in a small way taking away from what's happening in the ring and yep. uh yeah and he also flubbed up like he got names mixed up more than you know and i don't usually you know, it's, it's fashionable to bash him, uh, bash yeah. him, but uh, there were, it was enough to be distracting at times to me that he just, he had a, like more miscues than normal. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, awesome Matt, show. you brought up the topic and we just kind of ran with the ball. Did you have more to say about that? No, not really. I mean, I, that was just something I noticed throughout the show. I, I agree with you oh. guys. I, anytime I hear the name more Ronaldo, I think, man, yes, please. I, and I know more Ronaldo is kind of 50, 50 amongst the internet fans, but man, that guy can commentate and he oh, just yeah. brings the energy him and Excalibur together. Oh. Like, I honestly wouldn't be able to stay seated for the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if Morrow didn't have the leash uh, that he had in NXT and just given the chance just to do one pay-per-view or even one match, just to see it, I think he would nail it and he would get the job. But time will tell if we get some new blood in there. And I'm 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 kind of wanting um, Jr. to just kind of you know still be involved, still do his podcast, still because he is knowledgeable. He's one of you know one of the all time greats, but just not in the current state of affairs. And if you want to get new viewers, I think you got to get somebody new in there that they can make their own memories about. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
So moving on, we had the TNT Championship, Miro, going up against Lance Archer with Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh, we all picked Miro to win this match, and Miro did win this match by submission. And this was the match that I was saying, Steve, when you brought up Hawk, I was like, man, these two guys are physical because I just remember that Dark Side of the Ring about everybody saying how the Legion of Doom would just beat the hell out of you know their opponents. They would know that they were in a fight and they just you know would get killed. And that's what these two guys were doing. They were just hammering each other. So Absolutely. physical as ex as expected. Uh, my favorite part of the match is when Jake the Snake brought out a sack of snakes and uh, Miro awesome. stole it. it. <laughs> and just watched it. It's awesome. And then I did, I okay, awesome, we just dude. we just talked some shit about JR, but he was like, that's just sick. Yeah, he actually got into that one. Yeah, that I was agree. awesome. Yeah, oh it God. was just so old school, like yeah, hilarious. That was awesome, dude. But you know, yeah. you know what's funny? I'm not saying this to be critical, but I also thought it was kind of hilarious. Like, I was watching, and later on in the match, they should, they had a camera angle, and the bag was yeah. still there, and it's like, yep. he just whipped the snake, and nobody gives a shit about the snake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they had in there. I, obviously, it probably wasn't snakes because no, no animals yeah. were harmed in an AEW production. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, I noticed that too, Steve. It was still in the <laughs> it was still there the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they. Uh, yeah, when Jr. Kind of like you said, Mike. It, just his reaction seems so genuine. He's like, "My God!" For the moment he yeah. let the snakes get thrown, like he genuinely sounded like, "Why would you do that?" It, it, that was a great spot. I was going to actually say the same thing. This match as a whole, I feel like it just felt like a squash match for Miro. And it really put him over as, you know, a dominant champion, which is cool. But I guess, you know, and maybe maybe you guys have some ideas on this. Where does that leave Lance Archer? Because I feel like he's lost a lot of matches recently. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think the the only idea I got on that is what we talked about before. Like, you know, they've teased this like sting, like talking him up. I think maybe he just goes in a different direction. Like he gets frustrated and maybe cause the other person that sting kind of called out or like, or they had a little moment with was Brian cage. And I'm wondering if this is like, like maybe this is going to be a big faction and um, that could work. And I think, mm -hmm. uh, or hell imagine Brian cage and Lance Archer going for the tag titles. That'd be fun. Like the Legion of Doom. The new yeah, Legion, Legion of Doom. Doom. Right. So, uh, I don't know. I think, yeah, I think they're going to have to do some sort of like reboot like that. Maybe that's what they're purposely doing. Because hmm. he is absorbing a lot of losses. Yeah. Yeah, and he shouldn't be because, I mean, the dude is mega talented. He's in his prime and they... I mean, there's only so much, there's only so many titles that are in AEW and so many, there's so much talent there. They do need to do something fresh with them. And I do like that, that idea of maybe teaming up with Brian Cage. So we'll have to see. Uh, the next match was Dr. Britt Baker, <laughs> DMD versus Hikaru Shida. And this was one of the best matches of the night, I thought, too. Um, we all predicted that Britt Baker would become the new women's AEW champion. And she did. Uh, she uh, beat Hikaru Shida in a submission. It was a great match. And boys, I don't think there's anything or there hasn't been a gimmick how DMD is just so over right now than any other female in wrestling. I can't remember any other female having something like that. 
Becky. that the crowd can respond yeah. to. Yeah. Oh, no, like women, is. yeah, like women, yeah. Right. I mean, you know, RVD had his RVD. Oh, you mean literally? Yeah, you're totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Or, or just right like Steve, Steve Austin, like what? You know, just yeah. getting that crowd to be yeah, no trip, uniformed. Yeah. I I can't remember a female not having it. You know, Adam Cole is um her significant other. They're not married, right? They're just. No. I think they're just dating. Yeah. Dating, yeah. yeah. I mean, Adam Cole has his boom. She's got her D and. Oh yeah, that's a hot couple. And, yeah, and that is hot right now. Very hot. Yeah, the crowd the crowd loves doing that DMD thing. Yeah, yeah and for she's sure. like the heel, but she's super, super. She's oh, yeah. It's arguably, t- she's like top three popularity in the in all of AEW, I'd say. I would say she's right now, she's probably number one. Mm-hmm. She could be. Because you think Kenny's, Kenny's hot, but he's not like over like her. The crowd loves her. Yeah. Right. The boxer up there but the you know i would say maybe jungle boy though i don't know orange but cassidy still orange cassidy yeah so yeah she's top three it's like it's interchangeable in my opinion you know whatever whatever crowds you know there for that night digging her i agree i, I i'm gonna say my thoughts on kenny omega for later because i have a couple thoughts when we get to the championship match but as far as the all women's right. match goes mike i'm actually going to disagree a little bit i didn't really think this match was all that fantastic i I knew where it was going after Britt Baker kicked out of like the third kick to the face from Hikaru Shida. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, if she's kicking out of this, she's definitely <laughs> in it to win it. Um, oh, yeah. And just with how cr- hot the crowd was and just the way the stories have been built, the fact that she has been champion for over a year now, it, how could it not be Britt Baker? Right. So I, I do think it was the right call putting the belt on her. The match itself, I thought there was a lot of, especially after seeing all the the men's matches, you can really tell the women just kind of get sloppy with a lot of their moves. They'll over-exaggerate things. Some of the women, not so much. I've heard that the match, uh, which we did not talk about, the pre-show match between Serena Deeb and Riho, I've heard was outstanding. That was an outstanding match. That was good. I didn't see it. Oh, it was really good. I saw it. It was really good. I still was really good. Um, But I feel like if it was snug, it had to have felt better than this match from a wrestling standpoint, right? w- not so much as far as the story goes, but yeah. yeah, it was the better of the two matches. I would agree with that. Okay. Yeah. But, but I did love seeing Britt Baker win crowds reaction. Can't wait to see where they go with this on dynamite. It's going to be good. Yeah. And rebel in tow. Um, you got, you got the good doctor, with the belt now, a lot of creativity. It's just, you know, perfect timing. Rio was a great champion when there was an empty arena. I think it was, I think it was great, you know, for her and, um, you know, non English speaking champion for a little while, but now when you have a crowd there, you want to build a little more enthusiasm up and down the card. This just adds a lot more depth, putting the, the belt on her. Um, did, is this the time when they announced that Mark Henry would be joining AEW after this match? Might have been. I can't remember. It was at that point in the match. Yeah, three quarters of the way in or so, yeah. Yeah, but let's get into that. So I don't listen to a lot of Busted Open, and I know uh, Steve, Charlie, uh, Matt, I don't know if you listen to it as well, but um, you guys have some takes on this. Mark Henry uh, comes out and uh says that he's joining the team i mean this was kind of out of nowhere did anybody see this coming no no he did a good job keeping it hidden because i mean 
I know all week he had talked about a different shows that he would him and his son they were going to uh to the show. But you know, I just assume like he did last year, he's gonna be in the back interviewing or just you know chumming up with the boys. So he did a really good job hiding that he was there. You know, I listened to he called in the bus that opened today, you know, after the holiday, and he had a pretty good interview, pretty honest. You know, he's I think he's got a from the way he made it sound, he's got a pretty high spot there. He's an executive. Mm-hmm. He, he's got that coaching title, but he's he's got a pretty he's gonna have a pretty high spot there and a seems like a lot of influence when, when things go down or how the tightness plays, you know, they say tighten some of the screws up, get some of the shit in order, some of the little things that they're missing. He's gonna be there to 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 get a lot of it. From what he said too, is that his time had ended had ended, his stuff had, was ending in WWE. And he talked to Vince about, hey, I want to be an executive. I want to be, you know, a decision maker, you know, not just a wrestler, nice. coach, scout type of thing. I want to want to move into the board, you know, to the, to the, you know, move up the ladder there and be, you know, executive. And Vince says, sure, write it up. You know, write it up what, you, what you're looking for and we'll talk about it. And he never, he kind of just blew it off and never got back with him. You know, then he did all the cuts and shit. So he kind of they kind of had the option with Tony and he kind of took it, you know, and I, I don't know why he was even trying to, in my opinion, it's my hot take. Cause I don't even know why he's trying to negotiate with Vince. Anyway, Vince is an old school guy. He's pretty Republican. I mean, I don't know the total history of the WWE, but I know enough to know that they've really never had a black person in a, a position of making any kind of decision, you know, maybe in the ring and the background, but I don't know anybody who has been on the, board of directors um mm-hmm. a, a vp any any kind of that thing and that's what he's looking to get into to move his mm-hmm. career to and you know Vince isn't gonna Vince wasn't gonna give him that you know it's gonna be those seats at the table oh, are full yep exactly they're not gonna let him in there you know because not you know that they weren't gonna let he could have he could have came up with anything i don't think he was gonna get get that job and i'm glad he finally left even though he'd been kissing Vince's ass for years, trying to get that job, I think he was going to get that job, and he should have known they weren't going to give it to him anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm glad he moved on, and he finally yeah. and he learned finally learned his lesson that you know that those guys aren't going to take care of him. But but it but it was a pretty good take, you know. He he moved on, and and he it, from what it sounds like, he's going to have a lot of. He said he was sitting in gorilla position, you know, just kind of watching how they do what they do. So I think he's going to have a, for what it sounds like, he's going to have an influence on the product going forward. So should be interesting mm-hmm. to see what happens. Yeah, the crowd was really shocked when he I was shocked. Yeah, I was shocked too. I was shocked at the pop he got, you know, because yeah. he's a he's a WWE guy. You know, sometimes those guys right. don't take kindly. Look at Christian. What happened to Christian? It's like, oh, we like Christian. He's here, but our boy's Jungle Boy. We want Jungle Boy to go over. We don't want you going over, Christian. You know, we're glad you're here. We pop for you coming here, but wait in the wings, brother. Don't you know? Don't go. Don't go against one of our guys. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think what shocked me, Charlie, Charlie, and I both have over the years listened to Busted Open, but yeah, that's been my biggest knock on. Mark Henry is yeah. that he was just a sick so pro WWE. Yeah. And honestly, it's not like I faulted him. It's 
WWE was very good to him professionally, like, you yeah. know, as a wrestler. So I get the loyalty, but it doesn't make for a very interesting pundit. When no. he just, so, like, he was the last person I expected to go to AEW because it's just for years, it's just been like, oh, God, he's just going to, yep. he's going to, you know, suck up sit, to WWE. Yeah, he would sit there and try to tell you those shows are good when the ratings are shitty. And yeah. Everybody's complaining. It's like, dude, you can't be fucking real about this dude you can't be you you can't be real with this and now it makes sense because he was trying to work his way he couldn't he didn't want to talk bad about him because he's trying to work he was trying to work his way into an executive position which wasn't going to happen i don't yeah. know why why he didn't realize that you know he could have took but, a, land, a landscape of who's there now what's think, your chances what's your chances of getting there yeah i think these positions are so valuable like big show and him you know like there's the cynics that are like oh they're getting these ww legends but they're not putting them in the ring no and w and aew needs like those kind of veterans that kind of know the big you know they, they hit the top of the game in the wwe and they know how to do television and they know how to do all that you know so i think there's one knock on AEW. It's a little sloppy, a little amateurish at times. I think the Mark Henrys and the uh, big shows will help. And, and the Christian Cages, all those guys are going to help with that over time. Polish it up yep. a little. Most definitely. Yeah, the guy still has his finger on the pulse and has done and seen a lot. Um, yep. I mean, every, every time I've heard him speak, it's very, you know, he's got a lot of good points and intellectual things to say. As Charlie said, yeah. He does come off as a yes man on that show and which can be frustrating when, you know, people like us just obviously know that the product is bad. So, yeah, it's shitty. It's like, come on, dude. This he, is like, this is going to be a really good uh, fresh start for him. And mm -hmm. yeah, another great addition. Another big move made by the AEW who claimed that we're not competition to the WWE, but, you know, they're slowly really, They're making really, their move, dude. I think, mm -hmm. I think, uh, this year 2022 will be an interesting year for them because after this pay-per-view even though maybe and i thought too maybe i was marking out so much because we haven't seen live wrestling with the crowd but i think this was one of their major moves to say hey we can do this let's mm -hmm. you know let's start playing some stadiums and bigger arenas and see what can take because that show was off the chains hot, you know, and like you said, it was a predictable. We all kind of knew how it was going to play off, play out. Well, most of you did. I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was still a great show, top to bottom. Yes. It was a great show, you know, even though you knew some of the match, how it was going to go, some of the matches, but it was just overall a great show. And it put them in the leagues with the big boys. They had a lot of surprises and they're making moves behind the scene that to pick things up, you know, and Tony Khan wasn't lying. Like he said, after, uh, after he said, after double or nothing, they're going to be making some big moves and changes and picking up Mark Henry is a big one. You Most know? definitely. And let's go to another big move that the AEW made uh, this past year uh, by acquiring Sting and matching him up with Darby Allen, they went up against Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Uh, this was a match that I thought for sure that Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page were going to take. Uh, Charlie and Matt also agreed with me. Yeah. But the one loyal 
Sting guy on this program, Steve Grobschmidt. Steve, come out of the box. Yeah. And keeping it loyal to one of his all-time favorites. (laughs) Great call, brother. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He was right. He said said, uh, they didn't get Sting to lay down and take pins. They brought him in to take wins, and that's exactly (laughs) what they did. Sting and Darby. (laughs) Promo promo of the year. (laughs) So, yeah. uh, Brother. I uh I I watched this match uh briefly. I don't have a ton to recap on what happened. I was kind of working during it, but do you guys have anything on this match? Yeah. Um I guess the two most memorable spots from this match to me were sort of in the early going of the match. We see Sting uh up on the ramp and I forget who exactly he was fighting with, but he stands on top of the poker chips and then does a crossbody off the poker chips onto a couple guys. The poker Ooh. chips are like the they have to do something big on those poker chips every double or nothing. They are kind of like the set piece. Yeah. I think that's where um, John Moxley like did the oh, his yeah, finisher on Omega, Kenny Omega yeah. on those yeah, yeah. poker chips. I think we're going to see those be like the set piece where something like memorable happens. I just love that about this show, double or nothing. It's a great pay-per-view. Totally. Sorry, go ahead, Matt. No, that's a great point. It's almost like Hell in a Cell for AEW, where you know someone's going off of them at some point on the show. Um, yep. Thankfully, in this case, it's not Shane McMahon. It's Sting. Yeah. So Sting does a crossbody. Um, there was another spot later in the match where Ethan Page, I believe it was, picks up Darby Allen and hurls him out of the ring over that the was fucking Oh, my crazy God. Crowd. Yeah, that was Steven, like, holy shit, that dude's nuts. Dude. That was an awesome spot. I, I still don't give a shit about ethan page i don't think mm-hmm. because his character is just so cartoonish and uh yeah. it's almost like he tries too hard with whatever it is he's trying to do so i'm not into it at all even though he is supposed to be a heel he just strikes me as a guy trying to pretend to be a heel kind of like you could see him doing that in class and looking back like mm-hmm. was that good did, did that did that come off that way and so yeah, I'm not a big fan of his. I was a big fan to see Darby and Sting get the win, and I believe Sting actually got the pin in this match. Yeah, he right? did. Put, put his move on. Yep. Doesn't take pins, takes wins. Darn. That was so, it was so, yeah, I, I love the match. Obviously, we all know I'm a big Sting mark, but when, trust me, I'm a huge mark, but I also get nervous every time he wrestles because it's like, I know he's in his sixties and I'm like, at some point he's going to look terrible. Um, But he did not on this pay-per-view. Like he put in all his hits. He added a few moves we haven't seen him do for a dude, his age, he did not even remotely like, I mean, he looked really good. I thought. And um, yeah. And I just loved it. And I love that ending sequence where uh, Scorpio went for that DDT thing and the, Sting grabbed the rope and then gave him the death drop. It was really well done and like a nice way to end the match. Like, yeah, uh, yeah I think everybody, yeah, I tend to agree with you on Ethan Page. I think uh, he's a little bland for me. Uh, he's kind of doing something we've seen many times before with with smarmy heels. But that that aside, I think everybody came out of this match looking good. I think Scorpio even and Lost looked good, and you know he got his moment. He kept talking about where like Sting was like his like. He had a dream about being in the ring with him and, you know, they got to shine it up there. It was, yeah, that was a really crowd pleasing match. And hell, if they can get a 60 some year old dude in there that gets those kind of pops when he comes out. I mean, that talks about a legend right there. 
Oh yeah, I was yeah, the crowd was going nuts for him too. And the, it was I worth kinda, the money. And I mean, everybody there was going nuts for Sting because they all know who Sting is. I didn't like how uh what's his face? Uh the ring announcer was like, the legend, the icon, this is Sting, you know, like just it's like you don't need you just call him Sting. You don't need to crazy, say that. You know? <laughs> yeah, you know, like don't do that. I kind of miss, remember when The Undertaker used to come out and JR would be like, oh, it's getting kind of cold in here. <laughs> and I wish JR would just do that when, you know, they got the snow machine going and be like, oh, it's getting kind of cold. Who's coming out? <laughs> you know, it'd be a lot better if you didn't ham it up and say like, this is Sting. I mean, obviously, you know who Sting is. You're not at yeah. Double or Nothing and not know who the fuck Sting is and what his reputation is. That was yeah. my only critique on that. But um, yeah, awesome match. Darby Allen, wow, yeah, it got launched. The dude literally puts his life on the line that every match. Mm-hmm. I really hope he has a, a long career, but at this rate, the um, spots that he's doing, I don't know. You know, it only takes one. So stay safe out there, Darby. All right, moving on. We're getting to Kenny Omega versus Orange Cassidy and Pac for the three-way AEW World Championship. Don Callis was on the uh, announce table with the boys. Mm-hmm. It couldn't have been any more sweet. I always love his commentary. He Thank was you know, sticking it to JR. He was sticking it to Shivani. He was sticking it to everybody. I love that guy. But yeah, seeing Kenny come out with all those belts, I mean, it is pretty cool. I mean, he he had more uh, metal on him than Brian Cage did in the beginning of the <laughs> uh, show. Um, but yeah, this match, we said it was going to be a really great match just by the company that he shared this match with, Pac, Orange. They're awesome. Kenny's awesome. But everybody expects Kenny do be awesome. It's the little details in the match that make his matches great. Um, and again, I think Callis being on the mic with this just makes these matches just a little bit more entertaining. But uh, what are your guys' thoughts on this one? Matt, you said you had something. Yeah, um, I think this match in general was good. It was a good world title match. We all kind of knew who the champion was going to be coming out of it. So I don't really think any of us were surprised by the outcome. I was a little surprised by how we got there. And honestly, I was a little disappointed um, because yet again, Don Callis steps in and makes the match even worse than it needs to be. Now I'm going to agree with you guys on commentary cracks me up. I genuinely was like, okay, yeah, Don Callis is all right. I think him running down and dragging the referee out of the ring was the laziest booking decision that they've pulled in a long time. That was not needed. Yeah. It took away from Kenny's essence. I mean, the thing is, the guy's got four belts on him coming out, right? <sighs> if the way he's retaining these belts is by having his cheap ass manager like pull the ref's foot, like, come on. There, there's more he's a heel. Ways to do that than that. I, I get that. Yeah. They but were, at the same were, time, yeah. you can be a smart heel, right? Not just like a, like, I almost feel like he's following all these tropes. And like, even the move sequences in this match that he did, I, it looked very familiar based, if you've seen a lot of Kenny Omega's matches. Um, oh, they're always, yeah. Didn't really do anything different. Tended to follow kind of a same old recipe. Don Callis gets involved, pulls the ref's foot out. Um, yeah, didn't really like the match was great. I would say three quarters of the way through, and the last quarter of it really lost me. I was just kind of like glad it was over once it was over. 
It was 27 minutes. Yeah. And yeah, I I agree with you, Matt. I mean, that is one thing with Kenny. You kind of know his skill move kind of similar to Brett, the Hitman Hart. He has the Russian leg sweep, the, the backbreaker, then the elbow off the second turnbuckle. You, you know, he's going to get all those moves in with the V trigger, that little flip move, the back, but you know, but like I said, it's It's the detail, the little details. Oh, he does it when he does it. Yeah. Yeah, that set his matches apart and, you know, tries to make them, Special. you know, I, yeah, I could, authentic. Yeah, I mean, I could watch Omega stuff over and over. Yeah, I mean, it's excellent in my opinion. But, uh, yeah, yeah, the guys on, um, some guys were ripped, uh, guys on um, Brian Alvarez, those guys loved the match like most of us, but they were ripped on the ending. They said it was class you know it was like a tna ending you know some guy goes first wwe and I'm like no that was like classic tna where you know he hit the rap and just a shitty shitty way to get out of it you know but but then it also said too but what if it's a way to get one-on-one matches with Pac and one-on-one matches with cassidy so you know it could that could be down the road because i mean when you think about it they don't have a it's hangman but i think the hangman build's going to be in 2022 for him to get the title so they don't have a super face yet to, to really challenge kenny or like you know just a, a, a an over face enough to challenge kenny because who's a face that could challenge kenny besides Not, moxley, it was moxley but he lost you know so it's yeah like they, he's they, kind they of moved to take up. a break have to take a break from that one yeah he's moved on from that you know from that he's not in the title picture he'll be back but he's not in the title picture right now so yes it's, yeah who who else is there yeah that's the, i could the, see brian cage maybe down the line but cage not I anytime cage, soon yeah cage is a, a work in progress to get there to be a face yeah. but yeah yeah, I mean, I think it, it's got to come back to Hangman Page at some point, but oh yeah, I think sure. once that's going to be the match. I think that's we're... yeah, I hope that's where we're going for sure. Well, let's get to the main event of the evening. <laughs> the main event of the evening. The stadium I wanna, stampede. I, I want to know first before we start who who what what were the picks for this? Okay, so we all agreed that the inner circle. Okay, would we all win. did. Okay. And Charlie put in a last minute stipulation. I called it. <laughs> I told you. I told you. Yes, and you have Sean Spears to thank for Oh, dude, I knew he was doing a job, point. dude. I so know. I, when I, and I, I texted Steve, I shut go, up. as soon as they made it to the ring, I go, Steve, there it's my my prediction is looking a whole lot better. <laughs> I, had, I don't want to talk about I, it. I had Sean Spears on there, but I, you know, we go back and listen to our last episode last week uh, on our prediction show to give our takes and why we picked who we did. We inserted a a special um, extra bonus point. Whoever would get pinned in the pinnacle would get a bonus point. And yep, Sean Spears did the job. But let's talk about the match itself. Yeah. It was, I mean, I said it last week. I'll say it a million times. I freaking love the stadium stampede. I love the creativity. And this was nothing short of that. We saw them in the coach's room. They saw them in a walking cooler with bloody pigs being hung up. They, they used <laughs> what was that? that was ridiculous. They, in they, a good way. I mean, the, they had shot or um, excuse me. Yeah. Sean Spears in a room with infinite chairs since he's the chairman. I mean, they just ham it up uh, to the, 
that part with the infinite chairs really threw me off for a second. Like I, I remember watching it going, wait a minute, how many drinks have I had right yeah. now? Like this is really tripping me out. Uh, you know, it was Jacksonville's graduation that week and they held it at uh, the stadium. They was they probably just had it there. They used it. You got to use what's around you. Uh, they had new Jacksonville Jaguars coach uh, Urban Meyer in it. That was really great. Giving him the rub, um, getting people excited. Uh, my favorite spot was when Chris Jericho <laughs> picked up the the uh, megaphone and just basically screamed in MJF's <laughs> face uh, <laughs> to stun him. That was funny. I just, you know, it's just it's just great. I just love it. Um, I know Charlie, you said this isn't your type of match, but they I like I like this one. This was pretty yeah. good. I like because right. the way I liked it. I mean. Because it wasn't all hokey jokey, but I also liked the point of it was taped and then they went live with it. And that, that, was, that nice. was right. That's, I'm like, you guys nailed it. That's how you do it. Yeah, that's how you do it. it. Yep. Yeah, they yep. they found the balance. Now that they like had tits. a crowd in the arena, yep. they had the tape stuff, and then they're like, okay, we're gonna pick it up and give it to you. And then at the end, when you know the inner yep. circle was in the ring, they took a bow like it was a show because that's what it is. Oh I mean, yeah, it's literally that's how, it's yep. it's like an episode. It's like a chapter in AEW's history. Yep. Every stadium stampede is going to be outlandish, uh, but how they do it is what you tune in for. And this was really really fun. Uh, Matt, what'd you think of this one? Yeah, I really like this. Um, I honestly couldn't pick between this and the first stadium stampede. They were, they were different in a lot of ways in terms of the tone, the spots, everything. So I don't really have a preference between the two. I think one of my favorite spots from this match was um, I think you kind of alluded to it, Mike, where the two coaches are standing in the room and Jericho and MJF are going at it. And I think Jericho like pushes MJF through a doorway and into a loading dock. And he like flops into the loading dock, goes through a table and Jericho walks out. The coaches look at each other. One just goes, "Holy shit!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer yeah. said it. Yeah, yeah. That just yeah, they're just going over. Yeah, they're just going over the X and O's, uh, getting ready for the NFL <laughs> season. And all of a sudden, MJF and Jericho come in and they bust laptops over each other's heads. Awesome stuff. And uh, Sammy Guevara is the one that put the pin on Sean Spears. So Charlie did earn that bonus point. Um, overall. This was an amazing pay-per-view and it was very close. So let's find out who was King Booker. The ring kicking. <laughs> Steve and Matt remain the best friends at five and four. It's a winning Mike. record. Mike was six and three. And the King Booker is Charlie Michael. Oh, shit. Who will be the bonus point. buying a Sean Spears T-shirt when we see him live <laughs> oh, at Milwaukee Panther Arena? No one ever. Oh, come on, dude. You guys, you guys know. You guys had to know he was doing the job, dude. I, I didn't. I was. <laughs> I had it not? down, but I, 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 guess, I had it down and I crossed it out. If I would have, if I would have stuck with Sean Spears, we yep. would have tied. I, I fooled myself into thinking they weren't gonna they, they were gonna yeah, try to build I, him up. I forgot I'm the oldest guy on the podcast, so I've watched a lot more wrestling than you guys over those years. So that's that that's that knowledge coming in. That's the that, learning that, tree. Like, that's that that's that, that knowledge I have over you guys. I, I don't my, think it's... in my 50 plus years of being going to wrestling events and watching wrestling. I don't I don't think it necessarily takes that much time to build that up. I, I just like <laughs> the pot. That's all. Like if What's I can that? pick if I can pick an outcome 
that isn't likely and then it happens, I just want to be able to be like, yes, I picked it. I told you. But more often than not in pro wrestling, the obvious choice is usually the right one. And that's yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Because he's the weakest. I just figured he's the weakest member. I mean, FTR, one of the guys at FTR probably would have could have done it. But according to the, like how it goes, it was it was even though I look at it now, I just figured the weakest guy was going to do the job. It's how it's always is. The weakest guy always does a job. But I figured, but but, but after post-matching it and listening to some stuff, that it had to be Sammy getting him, pinning him because of what he did to Sammy the night mm-hmm. they got jumped. And it's time. it was Sammy's redemption for having Jericho, for, for surrendering and having Jericho get thrown off the cage and all that. So it was all his redemption kind of thing and, Spears was the Spears was the guy to do it. The sacrificial lamb. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was it was good. I guess I I mean it was a perfect show because too, as I said at the ending, every the show ended with everybody happy, everybody singing and singing their song in the ring. I guess I didn't I haven't watched yet, but there's there's the post show stuff on YouTube and Jericho singing the song a cappella and the crowds just singing along with them and just going yep. home happy, you know. That's how you. I know WWE wants to end show with smiles on faces, but that's the way that's they how did you do is, it. The way they did is the way you do it, you know. And it's mm-hmm. like, um, like, in the, like, as this is the busted open part of the day, and he said, "It's WWE has the. I mean, AEW has the cool factor. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's hip. It's what you know. Even though I'm in the age range, when I said." go to WWE shoot each show with kids and it's guys in their fifties, you know, you go to AEW show, you're getting a sweet spot, you know, 18 to 35, but you're getting teenagers to the late 30 year olds, you know, you're getting that hip, cool, know what's happening on top of shit crowd, you know, and it's, it's just an experience. And I mean, Matt, Matt, have you been to AEW show yet? Not yet. No. Ah, it's, it's, it's like nothing you it's it's great dude it's <laughs> it's it's great matt every all of us has been there and it's just it's outstanding it's outstanding i just hope like mike um mike said that we can all get you all that we all can get tickets to the pay-per-view as well but it's just it's just a rocking crowd it's a fun great time dude yeah, I mean, I think yeah. I think we all have tickets to Dynamite. On yeah, August Dynamite's 26th. gonna be rocking too. Yeah. yeah, and and that that show for sure is happening now because they've yeah. launched their touring dates and everything. Yeah. So yeah, I'm on. really looking. Oh, forward it's on. To that. Yeah, but yeah, it's on. It's just a great experience. It's just well, like you said. It's just a hot. It's just a hot, cool product. Even though WWE has all the guys that could make their product hot, it's just doesn't have the cool factor they got a bunch of old setting their ways dudes running it. it yep exactly so they gotta figure something out to corporate get, yuppies to get that yeah to get that, get that factor i'm really interested i haven't seen it yet but i'm really i know i'm really interested to see what the ratings were tomorrow or for last night for raw i'm really interested to see what the ratings are will be for nxc tonight i think raw is going to be pretty low First of all, it's a ho- coming off a holiday weekend anyway, so those are always mm. low numbers. And I think they were like a one six last week, or was it one five? Really? Yeah, they were. They were super. They were super low. Yeah, I mean, 
look it up real quick. Well, while Charlie's doing that, let's get to promo of the week. This one yes. is submitted to us from Eddie from Memphis. Uh, this one takes place in the WWF. It's the Honky Talk Man oh, with my Jimmy Hart. I love Honky. With Jimmy Hart. Yeah, baby. And Mean Gene Oakland. Let's take a listen. Bobby Eden family. After Saturday Before night. Before you get started, I just want to say, my fans, my people in Boston, I don't appreciate you making fun of the way they talk. You said Baba. Yeah, that's it. You said Baba. We can't help it if they say park the car. But you don't have to say that. You don't have to say Baba. Let the honky-tonk man say what he wants to about his fans, but you don't do it. Don't insult my You know, people. I think you've got bigger problems than calling Brutus Beefcake the barber. You, you've got problems with Macho Man Randy Savage. You have really opened up a hornet's nest. I don't have any He is problems. a bitter and anger man. And how in the world can this man backhand a woman, Jimmy Easy, Hart? easy. If she gets in the ring, he don't have to this time. I'll send her to the hospital, and that's a promise, baby. Big man, 142 pounds. Big Put man, it. big macho man with a taped up fist hit hitting first. Jimmy Hart. That's a big man. Yeah, really. You need it, that's Brad like Hart. some of them people it's running around the streets of Boston. They think they're big people. I'm walking the streets looking for a fight in Boston. I couldn't find one when I had Bruno there. All his Italian friends were on ringside. None of them would fight either. Macho man's not much of a fighter. He had to go get Hulk Hogan. He had to send his woman. His woman had to come there, stand in front of me and beg and plead for me not to play the song too loud. That's what it was all about. She was just in there. You were going to hit the macho man with that no, guitar. Sir. No, sir. I was going to play the hit for him. What, what did Elizabeth do? She got down on her knees, and she reached out and tried to touch me because i told you before and i'll say it again she wanted me she wanted to touch me she wanted to touch the greatest intercontinental heavyweight champion of all time i love tapped her right out of the way and i stepped up and i gave macho man what he needed i gave him what my fans wanted me to give him i gave him this right here and i'm gonna give it Great. to him again saturday the afternoon show the first time ever in the boston garden all of my fans will be there they'll bring the car and they're gonna park it and they're going to watch the honky-tonk man do his thing. Macho man is over. He's finished. And don't make fun of my fans anymore the way they talk. I don't particularly care to have you making fun of them either. Thank you. Uh, forget that. I will not thank them. Boston Garden, Saturday, November the 7th, 2 p.m. in the afternoon. Boy, cool as a cucumber, the honky-tonk man. He's he, cool, he's who? cocky, and he's bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> True. And he's got great hair. Is that, that real hair? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, he quit color. There's a really cool picture. He quit coloring it, coloring it, and uh, it's all white. Mm. He's got a beard now. It looks pretty cool. But he's got full head of hair, man. Wow. Here's here's a here's a bonus question for everybody. Someone should get it. Who is the honky talk man's cousin? Steve, you're out. You know it. <laughs> these uh, let these other guys yeah, try. Yeah. Think of it. Think of it. We'll give I have you... a hint. It's not Elvis, no. is it? No, no, it's not Elvis. It's not... In in is the world of wrestling. In the world of wrestling. Uh, is it Brutus the Barber Beefcake? <laughs> give it to yeah. him. Give it to him, Steve. It is Jerry the King Lawler. Yep. Oh, oh that makes man. sense. Yeah, yeah. From yeah. Memphis. And they, from they've Memphis. had a they've had yeah. a very icy relationship yeah. over the years. <laughs> With their yeah. cousins. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's great knowledge. Yep. Thanks for dropping that uh, that question in there. We got to have more of that. And uh, thanks, Eddie from Memphis, for listening and submitting. Thanks, Ed. uh, I bet Eddie knew it. The week. I bet Eddie knew. 
<laughs> hey, you don't pick an awesome promo like that and not know. Nah, uh, with that with that kind of verbiage. <laughs> right on. If you know, you know. With the, with the things if you that know, he's, you know. <laughs> with the things that he said in that promo. Yeah. He got to be from Memphis and know stuff. Yeah, and if you, if you love the show and you want to hear your favorite promo, submit it to our inbox at Keep the Kayfabe on Facebook and Instagram. Remember to follow us on Spotify, iTunes, and Google uh, Podcasts. Wherever great podcasts are, we're there. You're going to love it. Um, boys, I love these uh, result shows. I love the prediction shows. This was a great show. I, I'm glad we got to break this one down together. But honestly, dudes... If you do three things this week, stay humble, <laughs> stay hungry, and stay hard. Triple H! Yeah, that's the <laughs> three things I try to do every week. Woo. Triple H! Woo! <laughs> Adios. This is such good shit.